This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Day two. How's the energy? How's the gas tank? Did you guys guys save some for day two? Uh, The gas tank has been uh, replenished after 48 hours of coming back from Vegas. So now I'm back. I've had like ten, I got right. ten hours of sleep last night. I had a parlor burger. Wow. I am uh, I, I am I did a takeout. Mm. I went I went above and beyond with the mm-hmm. Minneapolis takeout last night to get me back on track. We're just oh, getting started, talk, boys. Talk dirty with that parlor burger. We're just getting yeah. started. Tip well, I think iceberg. we're I think we're like pretty far into the plan here, and it just remains to be seen how far does Quasi yeah. take the plan? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, late last night, Chris Thomason. Vikings beat writer from the Pioneer Press tweeted the greatest tweet in the uh, 15-year history of Twitter, 16-year history. He tweets, when I recently texted Viking safety Harrison Smith to ask about his contract situation, he simply sent back this photo of Prince. There's a corny photo of Prince Uh wearing sort of a, I don't know, like a long sleeve shirt with purple lighting in the background, an afro and a top hat. Since Prince is a Minnesota icon, I asked if that means he's sticking around, but I didn't hear back. What a great exchange <laughs> between two guys I would consider characters in their own right. <laughs> Some of these players just like, you know, they like to kind of dunk on Chris Thomason and just kind of clown him. Cousins does it at the podium and stuff. And I love that Thomason just doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, I'll just take yeah. this no, he photo. Doesn't. You just sent a brand, photo of Prince to try and clown me. I'm just going to put it on Twitter and uh, give the world the update that we swapped text messages. Here's what I know. You know what? Here's a photo of Prince. He's not there to try to be cool or their friend. He's there to cover them and try and get answers, damn it. <laughs> and Harrison Smith is here to uh, to throw it right back, I guess. So um, welcome in. This is Purple Daily. We're going to give you at least two episodes today. We're going to give you this sort of where, where things stand right now in Vikings free agency and roster moves as we record this on Tuesday morning. Later on, we're going to give you reckless draft speculation, our weekly sit-down with Thor Nystrom in a mock draft simulation. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL, redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by NextVision, and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. The biggest news since we last talked with you guys uh, last night during our live, it's probably like an hour after we 
stopped our uh, our live day one recap. The Vikings sign former first round pick, twenty six year old edge rusher Marcus Davenport to a one year, thirteen million dollar contract. the uh, The good news is, since he entered the league in two thousand eighteen, according to Pro Football Focus, Davenport's pass rush win rate and pressure percentage. Football are both top 20 in the league over that five-year span among edge rushers. Uh His PFF run defense grade for his career ranks 16th over that same span. So that's the good news. The bad news is, in terms of converting the pressures to sacks, he had .5 sacks last season. And he's never played really a fully healthy season. He's always been below 500 snaps for the most part. So let's start right there. Marcus Davenport, the newest Viking. What do you think? I think it's a uh, most definite replacement for Zadarius Smith, who's either going to be traded or gone. I think it's absolutely fine. Again, it fits perfectly with the plan. It's a one-year contract. He plays well, great. He doesn't, okay. You know, this is, I mean, we just need to get past trying to analyze what they're doing as if it really is for 2023. And so I'm fine with it. If this was a move made by a contender as a depth move, I'd say it's fine. If this was a move made as a starting guy for a real good contender, I'd say that seems odd. But um, this is the time to give chances. And the most important thing is to accommodate Zadarius Smith because you're not going to keep him around. Uh, he wants out, so he should be set free. And you know what? This is another mercenary type. I'm fine with it. The other thing, though, is if I'm not mistaken, and I, I was trying to find this last night, and I think I, I, think I did, um, the Saints are more of a, a 4-3 base defense or they were, and so Davenport is a literal defensive end. Zedarius yeah. Smith, of course, is a rush. He's a pass rush uh, from the 3-4 outside linebacker. And so what I wonder what this does spell as far as Brian uh, Flores' plans. Like, I think Flores is going to do what Donatel didn't, which is he's going to come through on his uh, promise to be creative. So that's, from a schematic standpoint, I find that to be intriguing. But, yeah, I'm fine with this move. It's a one-year contract. He gets hurt. He's gone. He plays well. He might go somewhere and get a three-year contract. But, you know, it's weird. Every move that the Vikings are making seems to be analyzed like it's for 2023. Like, what does this do for 2023? That's not the, This is all long play right now. Yes. Well, and this, but this might actually be a look because he does fit sort of the, as, as you're putting together the pieces of the offseason puzzle, right? It's what are they trying to do here so far? Well, they're saying goodbye to aging players with bloated contracts. So Patrick Pe- Patrick Peterson wasn't really a bloated contract, but he's aging. Thielen was both. Kendricks was both. The Harrison Smith stuff will play out. Zadarius. So they're, they're just they're saying goodbye to aging players on bloated contracts. Uh, they're trying to open up as much flexibility for 2024 and beyond as possible, and they're trying to sign free agents who are 26 and younger. And and you saw that play out with uh, the tight end, Josh Oliver, one of the best run-blocking tight ends in the NFL. We have more information about his contract, too. It's not quite the uh, three years, what, 21 million? Yeah, 24 with incentives. Yeah, it's actually a $3.5 million cap hit for 2023, and then a lot of flexibility after that. So for anyone like, what, what are they doing? Why would they yeah. Why would they pay $7 million, $8 million a year for a, a backup tight end? Well, he's... If they run 12 personnel on a regular basis, he's not going to be a backup. He's going to be out there for like 60% of the snaps. On the Davenport front, 
you have so many options. Let's let so you're buying low. You're taking a calculated bet, kind of like they did with Jalen Rager on the trade. Uh, a little bit like T.J. Hawkinson too. They kind of felt like Hawkinson. He was a what a top ten, top fifteen pick. That there's more meat on the bone there, and they're doing the same thing with a guy in Davenport that was a former top twenty overall pick that hasn't reached his ceiling yet. It's a calculated bet. If it doesn't work out, like you said, it's a one year deal. Mm-hmm. You maintain flexibility for 2024. His his 13 million dollar number basically, you know, makes up for uh, for Zadarius Smith being gone. And uh, and if he does work, let's say he explodes, you could franchise him because you have the cap space to franchise him. You could do a long term contract. So it's just you're taking a flyer, and you're going to see what happens. Yeah, and if he doesn't explode, or if he does explode too, it's a nice problem. But you know, the other thing is there are other defensive ends I want to see as well here too. So like this is I just I'm growing frustrated by the feeling that guys are being brought in to address immediate like needs for a contending team. If they contend, that's awesome. That's fine. But yeah. you know, they're also going to take. You know, the Hawkinson move was brilliant because, one, that was a contending team. And, two, TJ Hawkinson, I don't know why Detroit traded him, but he was legit. Um, This guy can be legit, but he's been hurt a lot. And so, you know what? If you're going to take a chance, take a chance. That's fine. That's fine. And if he decides to stick because he plays well, that's cool, too. But I just, this is not like, uh, well, I mean, how does this move fit? I keep getting tweets and God bless fans, but they keep asking, you know, what's the plan here? What's crazy doing? What's to me, this is more clear this year than last year. Last year, I was in the camp saying, you really want to hang on to all, all these guys. And we debated that at the time. I had much more problem with that. And this does not mean we are giving crazy a pass. He needs to show more in the draft or at least his staff does. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there are moves that need to be made that we need to see. So we're not passing judgment now saying Quasi is executive of the year. But I will say this, as far as what his job is, which is to be sort of the mathematician who oversees this entire construction of a roster, it's very clear what they're doing. And Phil, you're right. They're taking chances on guys coming for the most part out of their first contracts, which is smart. This There has been nothing they have done to me where I'm like, that really seems stupid, including the Oliver contract, which, to your point, is fine. You know what? So uh, my awesome wife, when, when we – sometimes when it's time to – you know, like we moved into a new place, Minneapolis, a few weeks ago, and we're trying to figure out what do we do with like the room, right, the living room, whatever it is. <laughs> or maybe you've lived somewhere for a long time. And what she likes to do is let's let's literally just like – let's take things off the walls. Let's re let's, – let's strip it down. What are the essentials? And then what would we put on the walls? Let's essentially start over in the room as we're looking to, you know, fill it out. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing about a 13-win Vikings team. If you just say, all right, what are the essentials in the room? What are the what are the actual needle-moving things here on this roster? By my count, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think the Vikings on a 13-win team, which is kind of unthinkable, really had only like six Hard to replace, needle moving players. Mm-hmm. So they had a great couch. They had a great rug or something. Some of the stuff on the walls is outdated, and you know maybe it came from your college days or something. The plant, the plant's kind of wilting in the corner. The TV is about six years old and has an LED light on it, right? So Justin Jefferson, the essentials. Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill. I think in terms of hard to replace, I'd put Kirk Cousins on this list. 
even though we've been trying to concoct ways to replace him, right? It's you don't just replace one of the top ten Agreed. to twelve. Yep. You know, apple for apple, right? Yep. For your point, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, Daniil Hunter, and the first nine games of Zadarius Smith. Those were the most needle moving things on that team last year. Anything else to me falls in the aging bin or it falls in the relatively easy to replace bin. Like Ezra Cleveland was pretty good, relatively mm-hmm. easy to replace. I'm not saying you would just like let all of the, you know, oh, we're going to keep these six players and then try and start over and find 47 new players. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you start with the essentials Jefferson, Derrissaw, O'Neill, Cousins. To some extent, Hawkinson, Hunter, and then you build around the essentials. And that's kind of what they're doing. They're saying, oh, uh, well, Patrick Peterson, we like you, but, man, you're old. You don't fit the window, and uh, eh, you're just probably going to make more money with the Steelers than you are with us. Zadarius, oh, you're going to be weird? Well, you're 31, well, yeah, and you're, and you're going to get injury. cryptic on social? Okay, yeah. we're just going to go save $13 million in cap space. Exactly. So am I wrong? Like, it's nope. basically six, maybe seven hard-to-replace needle-moving things on this team last year. And for all we know, you actually might be one high there because Hunter, we don't know for sure. Like, we don't know the plan there. I, I agree. He was well, a, He's hard to replace, he, though. Yes. But, like, are they going to – do they f- foresee him as being part of the future? We're about to find out. But, yes, he's hard to replace. But, like, as far as their – like, l- let's take this um, instead of just hard to replace as basically pillars of the franchise for years to come, Okay. Because then, then you're probably down to five, right? Jefferson for sure. Well, you know what? It, it might be four because it's probably not Kirk then. So yeah, I it's it's yeah, it's Jefferson, Darisa, O'Neal, Hawkinson. Now there's other pillars that they want. To, there's yes. they want to be, but we don't know. Yet. Seen to be a pillar, right? But yeah. I mean, I think that's the direction. I think to to the whole point of what they're doing. I think that's the direction in which we're trending. I think they are very much because this process now has only just started. Like we don't know. Are they going to extend? Daniil, or to use your phrase, Phil, if Daniil gets weird, like if they start to talk contract and he gets weird, are they like, okay, dude, you're traded, you know, because this is all about trying to rebuild something on the fly fairly quickly, but, but also responsibly. And so, yeah, I just, I don't have any problem with this strategy when it makes sense. There have been years where we've been like, you know what, why didn't they sign this guy or that, that guy. I'll always go back to when Jalen Ramsey was available and that team was popping, he made a ton of sense. You would have had to give up a ton, but guess what? Yeah. The Rams did win a Super Bowl. So in that sense, there have been times where I've been on the side with the fans who say, you really didn't do more? Like, that seems, that almost seems cheap. I don't understand it. But in this case, like the Vikings had really, to put it the simplest I can, they had maxed out the credit card. They had maxed it out in every way possible. They had maxed it out on players because of age, salary cap. Like at some point in time, you got to pay that baby off. And that's what this is. And it's being done in a smart way. That's what I appreciate. And look, the Bears have, like going comparing it to the Bears, who have a, just a bleep ton of cap space right now, so many draft picks. They have to hit on all those too, right? So they can throw money at a TJ Edwards. They can throw a lot of money um, at, at Traymon Edmonds. They, they, they can do all of those things. And those players might not work out for them, but they have – to Judd's point, the cap to go and do so. So they're gonna they're gonna put a lot of investments into inside linebackers, which on paper is also like, oh, you're gonna spend you know up to seventy million or give fifty million guaranteed to an inside linebacker. But their defense was terrible last year. They have a lot of cap space, so they're gonna probably overpay on the market for a player because they need that need uh, really bad right now. 
to Judd's point of the credit card basically being maxed off and you just playing not the minimum but the adjusted balance of how can I get this credit card off where I'm not paying so much interest and it's bleeding me. Um, getting guys like Davenport makes sense. The Davenport signing honestly reminds me of the Zadarius signing last year. We kind of were like, Zadarius Smith mm-hmm. only played one game. He's now 30. Are they sure they should do this? Then it turned out, hey, for half the season, he was legitimately probably one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So I, I think so far what they've been able to do with their resources, it's been solid. Is it, oh my gosh, they are just fleecing everyone or they're low-key having one of the best free agencies so far? No, but they're doing the necessary needs to put them in position to still be competitive in 2023 without crippling them in future seasons beyond this. Have you guys ever heard of that book, uh, The Art of Tidying Up, I think it's called? Is that the uh, Netflix, uh, the, the the same woman who made the Netflix special of, of all the... Yeah, Marie Kondo. Yes, Marie that. Kondo, yeah. yeah. And uh, so someone introduced me to this book like five or six years ago. And it, it, Judd, have you heard of this book, I've The not. Art of Tidying Up? I have not. It's actually, it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, uh, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. Mm. And really, it's all, spoiler alert here, I'll sum <laughs> up a 200-page book by saying basically... A lot of people have problems hoarding things that you, and I used to be like this all the time. Now it's like we've moved a few times recently, and I I feel like I've gotten rid of 75% of my stuff, and it's liberating. But that T-shirt that you've had for 10 or 15 years, you know, you haven't worn it, but you might at some point, so you keep it around, right? Or that, uh, whatever, that nostalgic thing that has some meaning from 15 or 20 years ago, but really it's just sitting in a box, and there's five boxes in the closet. And so the life-changing magic of tidying up, Marie Kondo suggests, why don't you spend a little time with all of those things, grab that T-shirt that means so much to you, the concert shirt, whatever it is, that smells like must, it's a little yellow under the armpits, (laughs) haven't worn it in a decade and a half, you lay it out, you touch it, you smell it, you think about the good memories, and then you say goodbye to it. And you do that with all of your things. And that's kind of what the Vikings are doing, right? Eric Kendricks, this might sound a little creepy, but okay. Yeah, let's that does breathe, sound creepy. Let's, 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 let's breathe. I was fine with it until you just smelled him. Eric Kendricks yep. and Harrison Smith. Yep. Oh, Adam Thielen, thank you so much. Okay, the art of tidying up. We're just going to fold, fold the, that T-shirt back up, put it in a Goodwill bag, and be done with it. And we have all those great memories. It's awesome. But now you're going to have a clean and tidy open house and you can fill it with new things or not. You can do whatever you want with your yeah. new blank canvas. It's great. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'd like to go in a slightly different direction off of that because I love that. This is like, Phil, if you left all, all your stuff and your wife replaced you and brought in a person to look at all the crap that you left, the art of cleaning house, because that's what sports <laughs> is. Crazy, crazy and O'Connell aren't like, oh, this Adam Thielen, do you remember? the? Go-? They don't even know those days. That's where the... The reason why you're bringing new people is for the ability to do, do that. I mean, that's clearly the thing that Spielman couldn't do, right? Like, he didn't tidy up. And so they're like, okay, Rick, if you can't tidy up, we're going to bring in a a pick-your-big-cleaner 
who I who could sponsor us right now. We could sponsor the segment. The big cleaner comes in and bang, gone. So yeah, this is this is part of the natural progression. And I think it's tough for fans to a certain degree, and I totally get that. Um and I and look, I mean the Vikings are partially at fault here because they have created the expectation that they are going to basically be competitive or win every year, right? Like, like fans aren't used to this. Why are you getting rid of all these guys who helped us win 13 games? But, so I, but, I, I but that's it. another miss. They're going. I th- I still think they're going to be competitive. This it could year. be. The division's going to be totally up yeah. for grabs. This doesn't. What they're doing here, just because they're taking a sort of a long view approach, doesn't mean they're going to be garbage in 2022. That's something people have to sort of get over. Uh, more Vikings here in a second, but uh, developing news on the Jets front here. No. Adam Schefter reporting. Yeah. Yeah. With the Jets closing in on a deal for wide receiver Alan Lazard. By the way, Aaron, as of our recording here, and maybe by the time you listen to this, you know Aaron Rodgers has finally become a Jet, but the way this is developing is hilarious, right? We're like a day and a half past yes. the beginning of the tampering period. And uh, Rodgers has not agreed to go to the Jets yet. But the Jets are closing in on a deal for Alan Lazard. Another wide receiver expected to be on their radar in the coming days is Randall Cobb, according to league sources. You're so not the Jets get are me. about to sign Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Declan's about to be very proud of me. Declan, he's not going to get me today. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to do it. I'm out. The Rodgers thing. I'm out. You're trying to get me. You're trolling me again, just like yesterday where I melted down and talked about something that didn't matter. I'm not. Yes, it's a joke. That's all I'll say. Dude, he is. It's amazing. He's clearly behind the scenes saying, I want this. I want this is like when Michael Scott started the Michael Scott paper company. And then he wanted back in at Dunder Mifflin. So he said, you're bringing me Ryan and Pam with me. Like I, they have to come along with me. This is not just a buyout. He wants all of his receivers back. He doesn't want to work with unfamiliar people because he's a narcissist. It's it's incredible. Maybe Aaron Rodgers uh, on his trip from, oh, well, I was going to say Green Bay to New York, but most likely it'll be from California to New York. Maybe it can be a, a road trip flight. for him. Maybe he rides a, a Harley in India and a metric cruiser. Maybe he <laughs> should go to DennisKirk.com, all right? Motorcycle season is on the horizon. I saw on the forecast in the Twin Cities, it's going to be 56 degrees a week from Thursday. So get those motorcycles ready, whatever you ride. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. So you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. Order by 8 p.m. They ship the same day at DennisKirk.com. So the other news from last night that we should touch on here, Dalvin Tomlinson goes to the Browns on a four-year, $57 million contract for the 29-year-old. $27.5 million guaranteed. Eric Kendricks also went to the Chargers, and so with and I'll get get your thoughts on this Tomlinson contract. But with that, we're sort of up to date here to this point. Departures from the Vikings defense, the the defensive coordinator gone at Donatel, mm-hmm. Eric Kendricks gone, Cam Dantzler gone, Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson both gone, Zadarius Smith likely gone, Harrison Smith very fifty fifty at this point. And then Chandon Sullivan and Duke Shelley are free agents. And so technically at this point, they're both gone. So a huge personnel and coaching house cleaning of the 31st ranked defense. Uh, any regrets on Delvin Tomlinson? They, they tried to extend the the roster bonus or, or the, uh, not the roster bonus day, but like the, would it be the void date the or vo- whatever? Yeah. yeah. 
They extended okay. that for a couple of weeks. No, because he was going to be, he was going to get a big payday, and I think you had to decide if you were in, in a position with your current team to make that. Um, I think the one thing the first couple of days of this negotiating period have shown, though, is that, and this has been trending in this direction, but the game with the financial game with guards and interior defensive linemen has really changed, boys. It has really changed, and it should. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson, I don't think, is worth what he got, but because the market for interior defensive tackles was not that great, I'm not shocked by it. The Vikings are going to have to address this, and this to me has now become the dark horse place at for a first-round pick. Like, if I'm handicapping it, I go cornerback one, which is almost boring now because it's being mocked consistently. I go wide receiver two because of O'Connell, and if you can get a speedy guy to put by Jefferson who's young, that's big, especially if you like him. And I go interior defensive like a three-tech three. Mm-hmm. Because that's a position where if you got a guy, that could be a bit like a left tackle. Where if he's good, if if he is what Sharif Floyd would have been if Sharif Floyd hadn't got hurt, that's a guy that can start for you for probably seven, six or seven years and can really make an impact, especially if he can get after the quarterback. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I get it. It's 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 a blow to the 2023 Vikings because Dalvin Tomlinson is a really good player. In fact, I think he was of the defensive tackle free agents. I think he was like the second highest ranked on PFF's defensive tackle uh, free agency board. But he's 29, man. Uh-huh. You're gonna get you're gonna give four years, tw- basically two full guaranteed years to a good but not elite defensive tackle, more of a run swallowing tackle. He's not. He's certainly not an elite pressure guy from the interior. And you, you got some duplication there with Harrison. Harrison Phillips is still like, what, 27? So he kind of fits more. But you got Harrison Phillips and uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. Neither one of them is really great getting pressure from the interior. They're both good at sort of run stopping. There, there's some du- duplication there. So I'm kind of with you. If you can find, boy, I mean, um, there's a couple guys in that first round that if they could fall into the teens, early 20s and be within striking range could check that box for you for the next four to five years. So I'm okay with this. It, again, it's it's a blow to the 2023 Vikings, but the freedom getting rid of another guy who's yep. 29, going to be 30 years old, uh, to not take up money in 2024 fits what they're trying to do. Yeah, and the thing, too, here is I, I agree with you guys. They're not trying to not be competitive, but they are certainly not putting a priority on, on it. And so if they're competitive, and my guess is this too, you guys, they're probably saying, hold on a second here. We had a defense that was all season long atrociously bad. So are you telling us that like these changes are going to make it worse? You almost can't be worse. And so like if they if they do struggle, it's not going to be a shock. But if they replace these guys with, you know, a decent core of young up-and-coming players who might struggle at times but also bring far more speed and potential, that's a good trade-off too. So yeah. I, I get, I totally get what they're doing. That's the thing. And it doesn't mean I'm absolving them from bad drafts. That does, that does not mean that I think they're making the perfect personnel moves long-term. That remains to be seen. But if you look at what they're doing here and now, you might not approve of it, but you get it. Like you might be like, well, why would you get rid of all those guys? You you won th- 13 games. And basically that's the opposite of what I think this show said last year. 
which is it's, it's why kinda, are you keeping it, all these guys? It's it's kind of fun too, right? It's like if you could just oh god, listen. Yeah. The Vikings have been trying to push this rock up a hill. They've been trying with no cap flexibility. They try to clear some room, push push veteran contracts into the future, and try and push the rock up the hill again. Get to nine wins. They finally got it to thirteen wins. And then they got beat at home by the Giants in the playoffs. It, do, it doesn't feel like the beginning of something anymore. You know, 2015, 16 into 17, that felt like the beginning of a window. And in, in retrospect, they just they missed their shot, man. 2017 was their shot. Amen, brother. And, they, and then they bring Kirk Cousins in, and they, they kind of pry the window open a little bit, but they, they could never, with Kirk in the last five years, they could never, from a draft standpoint, roster, they could never open the window as wide as it was 2015 through 2017. Mm-hmm. And now it just kind of it feels like the end of something. And the quicker they can just rip Band-Aids off, get draft capital, get flexibility, the quicker. It do- you said this yesterday. It doesn't take five or ten years if you do it right. And they don't even, unlike some of these other teams like the Texans that have to bottom out or the Jets that you know, bottom out every other year, I don't foresee, even with this reset, I don't foresee a bottoming out. They're going to be competitive unless there's a bunch of injuries to key players while they do this. Yeah, This this is sort of the competitive rebuild that we thought last year was more of a competitive. We're going to try and be competitive. This is the competitive rebuild that we're sitting in right now. Judd, you, uh, you said you have a Garrett Bradbury nugget as well? Yes, I do. Our man Doogie is reporting, sent me a text a little while ago, so keep in mind it's fluid. So if this is done by the time that you watch this, I apologize. But as of uh, ten thirty four in the morning, this is still uh, a ongoing situation. Garrett Bradbury, according to Dugues, is down to two teams in his free agency quest. The Vikings are one. We don't know the second team. There's some speculation it might be Seattle, but that's complete the rough, speculation. The Rough Riders. Uh, yeah. The the St. Louis Battlehawks, who are the best team in the XFL, are now trying to get as many National Football League players as possible. So Bradbury very well uh, might be back here. I, I'm curious what the contract is. My guess is he's got to come back at least partially on the Vikings' terms. But uh, as far as agreeing to contracts with their current players, it looks like they are putting a big target on Bradbury being back, which means if he is, my assumption is the entire offensive line, barring injury, is back for the start of 2023. The rough necks would have been the, the line there, uh, the Houston rough necks. All right, put some, put some respect on that XFL. That's team. why I just pivoted to Battlehawks because I love the Battlehawks. Yeah, I mean the San Antonio Brahmas are off to kind of a bad start too. I, they could use some. Their season's almost done, interior right? Interior offensive line. I feel like they're almost done, and it's going to be USFL season before we know it. Well, I mean they've only been going for like a month. How long is their season? The XFL. I think they're. I think championships in April. Okay, and then the USFL hmm. takes. Dude, that St. Louis stage. team had like thirty-eight thousand people. Yeah, they're they opened the uh, the um, uh, the top portion of the dome there. Because they're selling so many tickets. Crazy. AJ McCarron, man. Expansion. Back in the house. Yeah. National Football League might be going back to St. Louis if they can get a stadium. Well, if you can show out, you know, there's definitely a, I mean, there's some, there's some real questionable dudes. Oh, by the way, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, the big, we, we buried the lead, big Vikings quarterback news. We should have led with this. My God. What are we doing? What are we doing? Nick Mullins. I'm glad we didn't. Field Yates reporting Nick Mullins back with the Vikings. As a backup quarterback, we think. We think I was going to say, did they tell Nick, hey, Nick, stay by your phone. This might get interesting. 
<laughs> stick around. Stick around here. We'll uh, we'll see if you're going to be slam. the uh, the backup or the starter in front of Anthony Richardson. We don't quite know yet, but so all right. Let's um. Oh, and one more thing here too. News is fast, uh, fast and furious here. So uh, Raheem Mostert back to the Dolphins on a two-year, five point six million dollar deal. He's thirty years old. He did have 181 carries last year. Why is this relevant? Well, the Dolphins have kind of popped up, at least on our show, uh, as a Dalvin Cook destination, right? That they they didn't have running backs yeah. under contract. Their running game was a little questionable. So I don't know if that eliminates them as a potential Dalvin Cook suitor or if it just takes leverage away from the Vikings. But they did bring back Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I think the teams uh, that Doogie said yesterday on our, our live episode in the evening were the Dolphins and the Falcons were the two teams yeah. that the Vikings were talking to. Uh, and th- they are still trying, of course, to trade Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith and Cook, if if they can trade them, will be traded, I think. Harrison Smith is the guy that we're still waiting on to see if he comes back on a reduced contract or they just say goodbye. Yeah. So we will keep our eyes and ears uh, to the ground here. Later on today, we're going to hit you with some reckless draft speculation with our guy, Thorne Nystrom. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're your home for Vikings offseason news and speculation here, Purple Daily. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil, Judd, Declan, we'll see you guys later today on Purple Daily.